Today in Security from Wired. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Security from Wired. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade's learning experience is curated from their vast library of exclusive content and customizes to fit your investing goals and interests. Get started at tdameritrade.com education. How the alleged Twitter hackers got caught. Bitcoin payments and IP addresses led investigators to two of the alleged perpetrators in just over two weeks. By Brian Barrett. On July 15th, a Discord user with the handle Kirk hashtag 5270 made an enticing proposition. I work for Twitter, they said, according to court documents released Friday. I can claim any name. Let me know if you're trying to work. It was the beginning of what would a few hours later turn into the biggest known Twitter hack of all time. A little over two weeks later, three individuals have been charged in connection with the heists of accounts belonging to Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Barack Obama, Apple, and more, along with nearly $120,000 in Bitcoin. Friday afternoon, after an investigation that included the FBI, IRS, and Secret Service, the Department of Justice charged UK resident Mason Shepard and Nima Fazelli of Orlando, Florida, in connection with the Twitter hack. A 17-year-old, Graham Ivan Clark, was charged separately with 30 felonies in Hillsborough County, Florida, including 17 counts of communications fraud. Together, the criminal complaints filed in the cases offer a detailed portrait of the day everything went haywire and how poorly the alleged attackers covered their tracks. All three are currently in custody. Despite his claims on the morning of July 15th, Kirk 5270 was not a Twitter employee. He did, however, have access to Twitter's internal administrative tools, which he showed off by sharing screenshots of accounts like at Bumblebee, at SC, at Vague, and at R9. Short handles are a popular target among certain hacking communities. Another Discord user who went by ever so anxious hashtag 0001 soon began lining up buyers. Kirk shared the address of a Bitcoin wallet where proceeds could be directed. Offers included $5,000 for at XX, which would later be compromised. That same morning, someone going by Chewan on the forum OG Users started advertising access to any Twitter account. In a post titled, 
Pulling email for any Twitter taking requests, Chaywan listed prices as $250 to change the email address associated with any account and up to $3,000 for account access. The post directs users to ever so anxious on Discord. Over the course of seven hours, starting at around 7.16 a.m. Eastern Time, the ever-so-anxious account discussed the takeover of at least 50 usernames with Kirk, according to court documents. In that same Discord chat, ever-so-anxious said his OG user's handle was Chaywan, suggesting the two were the same individual. Kirk allegedly received similar help from a Discord user going by Rolex hashtag 0373, although that person was skeptical at first. Just sounds too good to be true, he wrote, according to chat transcripts investigators obtained via warrant. Later, to help back up his claim, Kirk appears to have changed the email address tied to the Twitter account at foreign to an email address belonging to Rolex. Like Chaywan, Rolex then agreed to help broker deals on OG users, where his username was Rolex, with prices starting at $2,500 for especially sought-after account names. In exchange, Rolex got to keep at foreign for himself. By around 2 p.m. Eastern on July 15th, at least 10 Twitter accounts had been stolen, according to the criminal complaints, but the hackers still seemed focused on short or desirable handles like at drug and at xx and at vampire, rather than celebrities and tech moguls. And the takeovers were an end unto themselves, rather than in service of a cryptocurrency scam. The deals brokered by Chaywan netted Kirk around $33,000 in Bitcoin, according to the criminal complaint. Chaywan took in another $7,000 for his role as intermediary. The FBI believes that Rolex is Fizelli, and it charged him with one count of aiding and abetting the intentional access of a protected computer. They believe Shepard is Chaywan, who's charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and the intentional access of a protected computer. The criminal complaints against Shepard and Fizelli leave off here. Neither complaint identifies the individual behind Kirk or explicitly links that account to a named individual, but court documents in Clark's case allege that it was the 17-year-old who had gained access to Twitter systems and who went on to take over the high-profile accounts in service of a Bitcoin scam. The Justice Department has referred the case to the Hillsborough State Attorney's Office, which is prosecuting Clark, according to the office's website, quote, because Florida law allows minors to be charged as adults in financial fraud cases such as this when appropriate. He gained access to Twitter accounts and to the internal controls of Twitter through compromising a Twitter employee, Hillsborough State Attorney Andrew Warren said in a video conference Friday. He sold access to those accounts. He then used the identities of prominent people to solicit money in the form of Bitcoin, promising in return that he would send back twice as much in Bitcoin. Court documents show approximately 415 payments to the Bitcoin wallet associated with the scam, totaling the equivalent of around $177,000. As Twitter confirmed last week, 130 accounts were targeted in all. Attackers successfully tweeted from 45 of the accounts, accessed the direct messages of 36, and downloaded the Twitter data of 7. On Thursday evening, Twitter disclosed that attackers got in through social engineering, specifically through a phone spear phishing attack that targeted company employees. 
Court documents don't provide much more detail than that and only allege that Clark's actions date back to around May 3rd. It's also not entirely clear how investigators identified Clark, but the trail that led the FBI to Shepard and Fazelli has much bigger breadcrumbs. On April 2nd, the administrator of OG Users announced that the forum had been hacked. A few days later, court documents say a rival hacking gang put out a download link to a database of user information. It turned out to be quite a trove, full of not just usernames and public postings, but private messages between users, IP addresses, and email addresses. The FBI says it acquired a copy of the database on April 9th. The work appears to have been quick from there. In Chaywan's private messages on OG users, investigators say they found an exchange in February where Chaywan was instructed to pay for a video game by sending Bitcoin to a particular address. Activity on that wallet the next day was traced to a cluster of Bitcoin addresses that, months later, would be used by Ever So Anxious in his interactions with Kirk. Investigators also used the database to connect Chaywan's account to another OG user's handle, MAS, Mace. Both accounts signed on to the forums from the same IP address on the same day, according to the database leak. Agents also found that multiple times between February 11th and 15th of this year, Chaywan posted, It is Mace, I am Mace, not Bry, I am Mace, 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 which combined suggests that Chaywan and Mace are owned by the same individual. The Mace account was associated with the email account masonhppy at gmail.com, investigators say, which was linked to a Coinbase account tied to Mason Shepard. The Bitcoin addresses associated with Chaywan had also processed numerous exchanges on the cryptocurrency exchange Binance, whose records also tied those accounts with Shepard. Finally, court documents say that an unnamed juvenile who'd allegedly assisted in the scheme told investigators that they knew Chaywan by the name Mason. Investigators rely on Bitcoin and IP addresses to link Rolex to Fizelli as well, particularly one October 13, 2018 exchange that was referenced on the OG users' forums. The Coinbase account involved in that transaction allegedly belonged to NIMF, under the email address damiamevil20 at gmail.com, the same used to register the Rolex account on OG users. The Coinbase account had allegedly been verified with a Florida driver's license in the name of Nima Fizelli, complete with the driver's license number. Over time, court documents say, Fizelli would use his real driver's license to register three separate Coinbase accounts, the third of which was frequently visited from the same IP address as the Rolex Discord account and Rolex account on OG users. We appreciate the swift actions of law enforcement in this investigation and will continue to cooperate as the case progresses, Twitter said in a tweeted statement. The FBI's San Francisco office released a statement Friday indicating that the investigation was still ongoing. While the Twitter hack garnered major headlines, the social engineering attack at the heart of it is nothing new. In terms of the M.O. of breaking into companies and then using the employee tools to perpetuate fraud, that is just another day for these guys, says Allison Nixon, chief research officer with cybersecurity firm Unit 221B, which assisted the FBI in the investigation. This exact same MO was used against telcos for years prior to this. 
Generally, the sort of social engineering used in the Twitter hack avoids legal scrutiny, Nixon says, because it's considered a low level of attack. That's obviously no longer the case when your hit list includes a former president and the two wealthiest men in the world. It's also unclear how effective a deterrent these arrests will prove to be in the long run, given how entrenched this particular hacking community has become. If anything, the details in the criminal complaints may instruct future attacks. Every single cycle of this teaches them to be better, says Nixon, because they get to see the evidence against them and how they get caught. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at Wired.com security. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.